Shalom, dear brothers and sisters. We are going to continue with the study of 2 Corinthians. And in this ministry, we will continue with the 11th chapter of 2 Corinthians. Hopefully you have uh, the Bible with you. Will you please open the Word of God into 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And I would like to read to us all this long chapter... 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 1 to 33. And please follow me as I am reading this chapter. Paul continues to write to the Corinthians, and he's telling them in verse 1, Would to God ye could bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me, for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ, to the Mashiach. But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve, through his subtility, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. For I suppose I was not a whit behind the very chiefest apostles. But though I be rude in speech, yet not in knowledge, but we have been thoroughly made manifest among you in all things. Have I committed an offense in abasing myself that ye might be exalted, because I have preached to you the gospel of God freely? I robbed other churches, taking wages of them to do you service. And when I was present with you and wanted I was chargeable to no man. For that which was lacking to me, the brethren which came from Macedonia supplied. And in all things I have kept myself from being burdensome to you, and so will I keep myself. As the truth in Christ, in Messiah, is in me, no man shall stop me of this boasting, in the regions of Achaia. Wherefore, because I love you not, God knoweth. But what I do, that I will do, that I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion, that wherein they glory, they may be found even as we. For such are false apostles, Deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if, these, if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. I say again, let no man think me a fool. If otherwise, yet as a fool receive me, that I may boast myself a little. That which I speak, I speak it not after the Lord, but as it were foolishly in this confidence of boasting. Seeing that many glory after the flesh, I will glory also. For ye suffer fools gladly, seeing ye yourself are wise. For ye suffer if a man bring you into boasting, if a man devour you, and if a man take of you, if a man exalt himself, if a man smite you on the face. I speak as concerning reproach, as though we had been weak. 
הבית, wherein-so-ever any is bold, I speak foolishly, I am bold also. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelis? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ, of Messiah? I speak as a fool. I am more, in labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in death often. Of the Jews five times receive I forty stripes save one. Thrice was I bitten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeying often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watching often, in hunger and thirst, in fasting often, in cold and nakedness, beside those things that are without that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Who is weak? And I am not weak. Who is offended? And I burn not. If I must need glory, I will glory of the things which concern mine infirmities. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, which is blessed forevermore, knoweth that I lie not. In Damascus, the governor under uh, Aritas, the king kept the city of the uh, Damascus with garrisons desirous to apprehend me. And through a window in a basket was I let down by the wall and escaped his hands. Well, beloved brothers and sisters, I have just read this long chapter of 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 11. Now, this is a very, very interesting chapter, beloved brothers and sisters, and I tell you why. Because here, as Paul is heading towards the conclusion of the letter that he wrote to the Corinthians, the second letter that he wrote to the Corinthians, he is there writing some of his final concluding remarks uh, concerning himself and his love and care towards the uh, Corinthians. To remind you that he opened his heart throughout the whole letter in 2 Corinthians. Although you don't have much doctrines here inside this letter, it is the opening of the heart of the apostle Shaul Paul before the Corinthians because he loved them, he cared for them, and because they accused him, because he didn't come to them at first, and because he have saw that there were those that opposed him, those that rebel against his service for the Lord, and he is responding to them with this second letter. And it's not so much here corrective ministry with respect to doctrine, but a corrective ministry with respect to behavior and conduct and attitude that the Corinthians had towards him. And so in this 11th chapter, the Apostle Shaul Paul presents himself to the Corinthians using the image of a father, an Abba. A father that loved his children and have so much care for them. And so you will notice that although you don't find the word Abba here in relationship to him, yet you see that he presents himself here as a loving father. 
his fatherly love towards the Corinthians is being presented here in three ways towards his Corinthian brothers and sisters. Just to read a verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, in the first epistle, in chapter 4 and verse 14, we do read, in his 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 14, I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you, for though ye have 10,000 instructors in Christ, Yet have ye not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, for in the Mashiach Yeshua, I have begotten you through the gospel. You see, the Corinthians were begotten by the apostle Shaul Paul as he was preaching to them the gospel. Let me just remind you that in 1 Corinthians Chapter 1, he corrected them with respect to their doctrines and behavior and the moral condition and the doctrinal teachings that they have had, and he corrected them in his first epistle. Now, this second epistle, he is opening his hearts toward them because of the behavior that they had towards him. In the book of Acts, in chapter 18, Paul had arrived to Corinth. And he was in Corinth, according to Acts chapter 18 and verse 11, he continued there a year and six months teaching the word of God among them. So Paul preached the message of the gospel to the Corinthians, led many of them to come the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, as their Lord and Savior, established a local assembly there in the city of Corinth, but then things gone sour in their behavior and their conduct. And that's why he had to write to them these two letters. This second epistle was the letter that was written to them as an, a letter of uh, opening his heart towards the Corinthian and appealing to them to understand that he really cared for them. So in these verses from chapter 11 verses 1 to 33, the Apostle Paul presented before the Corinthians three proofs of his fatherly love for them. First of all, verses 1 to 6 and also verses 13 to 15, Paul had a godly jealousy over the assembly of the believers at Corinth. He shows his godly jealousy towards them. Then secondly, in verses 7 to 12, Paul showed that he was so generous and gentle towards them, towards the assembly at Corinth. And he's showing them his fatherly care, not only that he's jealous over them with godly jealousy, but he's also very generous and loving towards them as a father would be. And thirdly, the second half of this 11th chapter, in verses 16 to verse 33, Paul was very anxious, and he shows his anxiety towards the believers at Corinth. And this is how the 11th chapter of 2 Corinthians is divided. Paul's godly jealousy over the assembly, of Corinth, verses 1 to 6 and verses 13 and 15. And then secondly, Paul's generosity towards the assembly in the city of Corinth. This is verses 7 to 12. And finally, verses 16 to 33, Paul's anxiety towards the church assembly in Corinth. So let's look first of all at Paul's godly jealousy over the assembly at Corinth, verses 1 to 6, and also verses 13 and 15. Notice what we read in verse 1. Paul is writing, and he said, Would to God ye could bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me. See, Paul is saying, okay, just bear with me. Look what's going on in your midst, Corinthians. And just bear with me as I'm sharing with you to show you, to prove to you that I really love you and care for you. 
After all, you accused me that I don't care for you. After all, you were blaming me why I didn't come. Or were influenced by others who claimed to be servants of the Lord, who spoke against the apostle Shaul Paul. So he's saying to them, bear with me in verse 1. Yes, a would to God, ye bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me. Verse 2, Paul showed his godly jealousy, and he said to them, For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. You see, a father that gives his daughter to another man to marry, arranging for the marriage with a man that will marry his daughter, he loves his daughter. He wants that his daughter will be blessed and have a godly husband. And in a sense, what Paul is doing here, he shows his godly care for the Corinthian believers. You remember, beloved brothers and sisters, that God said to our people of Israel when he gave Israel the Torah, the law. And you remember what we read in the scripture in Exodus chapter 20. And there when the law was given to Israel, God said to Israel in verse 22, he said, and the Lord said unto Moses, Thus thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, Ye have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. Ye shall not make with me gods of silver, neither shall ye make unto you gods of gold. An altar of earth thou shalt make unto me, and shall sacrifice thereon thy burnt offering and thy peace offering, thy sheep and thine oxen, in all places where I record my name, I will come unto thee, and I will bless thee. And if thou wilt make me an altar of stone, thou shalt not build it of hewn stone. And if thou lift up a tool upon it, thou hast polluted it. Neither shall thou go up by steps unto mine altar, that thy nakedness be not discovered thereon. Now what was the Lord is saying to Israel? That he wanted them to obey his word, to submit to his word, but specifically, beloved brothers and sisters, he gave them this instruction, and he wanted them to obey him, and not to have any other God. And he said to them in earlier in verse 5, For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. I love you and I'm jealous over you. I don't want you to build me altars like the world does. I don't want you to offer sacrifices like the world sacrifice. I want you to be devoted to me. And Paul, as a father, as a Abba, he's telling to the Corinthian in verse 2 that he is jealous over the Corinthian with godly jealousy. And he, as a Abba, as a father, espouse the Corinthians to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, as a chaste virgin to Christ. I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. This is the godly jealousy that Paul had over the Corinthians. As a father, as an Abba. And again to remind you that as we have read in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, in verse 14, where he already said to them that when he came and he led them, he said, I write not these things to shame you, but my beloved sons, as my beloved sons, I warn you. So the Corinthians were his sons and daughters, spiritual sons and daughters. I continue in verse 3, beloved brothers and sisters, the Corinthians were beguiled by Satan. And that's why he was so concerned for them because they were influenced by Satan and by those who follow Satan's false apostles, false messengers who blame the apostle Paul who influenced the Corinthians to go in a different direction and to turn against the apostle Shaul Paul. And he says, but I fear, in verse 3, lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through the subtlety, 
So your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, believing in the Lord Yeshua the Messiah, the simple faith and simple walk with Him here in this world is what the Apostle Paul wants for the Corinthians and for all of us. This is what Yeshua wants for us all. This is what God wants for all those that have acknowledged that they needed a Savior, the simplicity that is in Christ, but the serpent. As he beguiled Eve, when Eve was in the garden of Eden, Gan Eden, and she was beguiled by the serpent who said to her, Has God said? The Corinthians were beguiled by Satan who said, Has God said, Has God used Shaul Paul? Is he really a messenger from the Lord? Is he really an apostle? You see, beloved brothers and sisters, you see, in the last verse of 2 Corinthians 10, Paul said, For not he that commendeth himself is approved, but whom the Lord commendeth. God commended Paul The Lord Jesus commanded Paul for the ministry. The Lord used Paul, Shaul Paul, to minister to the Corinthians. But here come some false messengers, false apostles, who claim that they are the ones that were sent by the Lord. They commanded themselves. And they led the Corinthians away from simply believing in Christ and have a simple walk with the Lord Jesus the Messiah. So in verse 3, the Corinthians were beguiled by Satan. The Corinthians' love for the Lord was not as before. Satan beguiled them. Satan is the one that blinded them. Satan is the one that he burdened people. He blinds people. He beguiles people. He buffeted people. He does not help. He does not build the people of God. In fact, in 2 Corinthians... Chapter 4, in verse 4, we do read, beloved brothers and sisters, that he is called, notice that, 2 Corinthians 4, in verse 4, we read, The God of this world has blinded the mind of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. He is called the God of this world with a small g. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, we read, In verse 7 we read, And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation that was given unto me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. The Lord allowed Satan to buffet Paul through this messenger of Satan. Satan brings burdens of people. Satan is blinding people. Satan is beguiling people. Satan is buffeting people. That is what Satan does to the people of God and to the whole world. So Paul, as he continues, and he says, speaking about the fact that verse 3, that the Corinthians were beguiled by Satan. Satan is called a liar. He is a liar from the beginning. He is called the accuser of the brethren in Revelation chapter 12. And so, in verse 4, Satan is an imitator, Paul is telling the Corinthians. Satan has a, a counterfeit gospel. Satan sends false gospel preachers. That would happen to the Corinthians. So we read in verse 4, For if he that cometh preaches another gospel, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or if another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. So, Paul is reminding them, Satan really is an imitator. He is telling false, he is a liar, and he is claiming to be that which he is not. He is always want to do away with the things of the Lord. He is a counterfeit. 
is a counterfeit, beloved brothers and sisters. As we read elsewhere in other epistles in the Word of God, Galatians 1 and verse 6 tells us, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that call you in, into the grace of Christ by own, and unto another gospel, which is not another. But there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. The Galatians had the same issue. Here the Corinthians was spoken by the apostle Shaul Paul as he is now writing to them this second letter. Now he continued to show his jealousy towards the assembly of the believers at Corinth. Uh, we'll call them saints in the first chapters. In verse 5 and 6, Paul was open before the Corinthians. Paul was not behind uh, the chiefest of the apostles. He wanted them to be careful and not to follow anyone else except the Lord Jesus and to recognize that he was indeed his servant. And so we read in verses 5 and 6 of Second Corinthians 11, But though I be rude in speech, yet not in knowledge, but we have been thoroughly made manifest among you in all things, he's saying to the Corinthians, have I committed an offense in abasing myself, in other words, by lowering myself, by humbling myself? Was that an offense when I did so? He's saying to them, that ye might be exalted, because I have preached to you the gospel of Christ, or the gospel of God freely. Notice Paul presented the gospel to the Corinthians without any charge. He freely presented the message of the gospel he wanted the Corinthians to come to know that Yeshua indeed is the Messiah and to become redeemed and forgiven. And that's why he was for 18 months at Corinth presenting the gospel, leading souls to the Messiah, and then instructing them and uh, discipling them so they will grow to continue to follow the Lord. But as we just read in verse 4, if somebody come and preach another Jesus, some came to preach another Jesus, another Yeshua. As if there is another, there is only one. The Lord Jesus said of himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Peter and the apostles preached in the early days of the assemblies in Jerusalem. He said, there is none other name given among men whereby ye must be saved. And that's the name of Yeshua, Jesus. You shall call his name Yeshua. You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So he said, if somebody comes preaching another Jesus, whom we have not preached, we didn't preach another, we preach the person of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, as indeed he is. You did not receive another spirit. You received the Holy Spirit of God when you have accepted the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. And you did not receive another gospel from us. We preach to you the gospel of the Messiah, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture, and He was buried, and He rose again on the third day according to the Scriptures. And so now, beloved brothers and sisters, once Paul showed to them that he was jealous over them, with godly jealousy, he warned them because he's jealous over them. We are going to jump over verses 7 to 12 and we'll go to verse 13, 14, and 15. And you notice what Paul is saying as he continues to show his godly jealousy towards the assembly of the believers at Corinth. He says in verse 13, the false teachers that he was just speaking about them, that preach another gospel. He's saying to them in these next verses, the false teachers transform themselves into an, an angels of light. You see, if you go back for a moment to verse 5, where Paul says, I suppose I was not a whit behind the very chiefest of the apostles, what is, he wants to say is that I am an apostle like the chiefest of the apostles. The apostles whom the 
Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, chosen as we read of them in the Gospel of Matthew, the twelve apostles, that He sent them and He called them for the ministry and He sent them uh, to minister to the Word of God, to be His messengers. You remember, we do read in Matthew chapter 10, when He had called unto Him His twelve disciples, verse 1, He gave them power against unclean spirit to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases. And notice that in verse 2 of Matthew chapter 10. Now the names of the twelve apostles. You see, in verse 1 of Matthew 10, they're called the twelve disciples. In verse 2 of Matthew chapter 10, they call the twelve apostles. Shlichim in Hebrew. Apostolos in the Greek. And we have the name, the first Simon, and then Andrew, then James, and then John, Yohanan, and then Philip, and then Bartalmai, and then Thomas, Teom, then Matthew, and then James, Yaakov, and then Labius, and then Simon, Shimon, and then Yehuda. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the ways of the Gentiles initially, but into the whole house, the lost sheep of the house of Israel initially, and then he sent them to go to all the world, preach the message of the gospel. And Paul said in verse 5, as he continued later on in verse 13, he said in verse 5 of Second Corinthians chapter 11, he said, I did not come behind of any of the chiefest of the apostles, because I also was called by the Lord to be an apostle, to be a sent one, to preach the message of the gospel. As we read in Acts chapter 9, as the Lord said to Hananiah, but the Lord said unto him, Go thy way. Acts 9.15, For he, this is Shaul Paul, Shaul is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So, beloved brothers and sisters, Paul shows, present his jealousy of love and care as a, as a Abba, as a father towards the Corinthians. And he's saying to them in verse 13, 14, and 15 of Second Corinthians chapter 11, he said, For such are false apostles. I'm not a false apostle. I do not come behind other apostles. I am chosen by the glorified Messiah. I am sent to minister the gospel. But they are false apostles. They are deceitful workers. They are transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. They are claiming to be serving the Messiah, Christ. But really they are just a false apostles who transform themselves as if they were a apostles of Christ. Verse 14 and 15 of our chapter, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works. Beloved brothers and sisters and dear friends, the Apostle Paul, in his days, already in his days, sometime around 60 AD, already false apostles rose, who were followers of Satan, who really transforming themselves into an apostles of Christ, apostles of the Messiah, give the appearance as if they were really messengers of the Lord Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah. But in reality, they were really a followers of Satan. They were false apostles. And they influenced the local assembly at Corinth, and they turned them against Shaul Paul. And Paul said, No marvel, verse 14 and 15, because Satan, has Satan, Satan himself transforming into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his, this is Satan's ministers, servants, followers, also be transformed 
is the ministers of righteousness, and notice this, whose end shall be according to their works. You know, beloved brothers and sisters, by the time we arrive to the middle of the book of Revelation, in Revelation chapter 12, God will cast Satan and those that follow after him, the the demons, the fallen angels. And we do read in verse 12 of the Revelation 12, 12, it says, Therefore rejoice ye heaven, and ye that dwell in them, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, and to the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he has but a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman, he persecuted Israel, which brought forth the man-child. And beloved brothers and sisters and dear friends, Satan was cast from heaven in the middle of the tribulation and ultimately even those that follow after him these demons these fallen angels and all those that claim to be a servants of the lord jesus the messiah but in reality are not their end whose end shall be according to their works they will have the same eternal end of judgment by god because they followed after Satan. And that's why it is so important for everyone to turn to the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, to accept Him as our Lord and Savior, and to receive forgiveness, and to follow Him, and to also serve Him in this sad world in which we live in today, beloved brothers and sisters and dear friends. Well, now as we continue here, the second presentation of the Apostle Shaul Paul to the Corinthians in this 11th chapter is found as a father now being gentle with the Corinthians. Paul presenting himself as a Abba, as a father that is not only have a godly jealousy towards the Corinthians, but also have a godly a generosity and gentleness towards the assembly of the believers at Corinth. And of that we read in chapter 11, where we are in verses 7 to 12. And so we read in verse 7, Paul preached the gospel to the Corinthians freely. He's reminding them in verse 7, and he said to them, I have committed an offense in boasting, in abasing myself, he said to them, that I might be exalted. Let me repeat it in verse 7 again. He said, have I committed an offense in abasing myself, in humbling myself, that you might be exalted because I have preached unto you the gospel of God freely? So in verse 7, he's reminding the Corinthians that when he was with them, he presented the gospel to them freely. He continued, and he said, I robbed other churches, taking wages of them to do you service. Imagine, beloved brothers and sisters, Paul served the Corinthians, led them to the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, and they should have supported him as he served the Lord, and yet they didn't. And he received, others supported him. He also supported himself because after all, uh, beloved brothers and sisters, if you remember as we read in Acts chapter 18, that Paul was with Aquila and Priscilla and that they were tent makers. So because he was of the same craft, he abode with them and he wrought for by their occupation they were tent makers. So Paul was with Aquila and Priscilla as a tent maker. He was taking care of himself. And he said that other assemblies were supporting him. This is amazing. It is often so, isn't it? Those that receive the most benefit from the servant of the Lord are the least supporting the servant of the Lord. It's somehow the way that things work and those that receive less benefit from the servant of the Lord 
They were the ones that are more caring for this missionary or this servant of the Lord, and they take care of him. So Paul is presenting this in verse 7 as his gentleness as a father towards them. He continues in verse 8. He says, I took wages from others in order to serve you, Corinthians. In verse 9, he was not a burdensome. He was not chargeable to no one. No one can accuse him. He didn't force himself on on the Corinthians. He said, and when I was present with you and wanted, in other words, I was in need, I was not chargeable to no man. For that which was lacking for me, the brethren which came from Macedonia supplied. And in all things I have kept myself from being a burdensome unto you, and so will I keep myself. You see, Paul didn't want the Corinthians to accuse him that, oh, we, we paid you, we supported you, we, we took care of you, and so on. Paul says, no, you receive the gospel freely from me. And you receive the ministry of the word of God for freely for me. They should have supported him. The labor is worthy of his hire. You are not to muzzle the ox when he tread. When he works. This is the responsibility of the people of God. Just like the people of Israel historically were to take care of the Levim, the tribe of Levi, the priests and the the servants of the Lord, to take care of them. But Paul, specifically with the Corinthians, emphasized the fact that he did not want to be chargeable to them, and he will say, I will keep myself in that way towards you. There was a principle towards the Corinthians who accuse him, who didn't appreciate him, who listened to other false apostles and false messages, turn against him. What a shame it was for the Corinthians. And the evidence was in the letter in 1 Corinthians, prove the spiritual state that the Corinthians were at at that time. And how Paul had to write a whole second epistle not so much with, uh, dealing with doctrine, but dealing with opening his heart because of the issue and the problem that existed there and their behavior towards him. In verse 10, Paul said, He was truly a servant of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. He said, As the truth is in Christ, is in me. No man shall stop me of this boasting in the regions of Achaia. In other words, I know that I served the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. I was and I am a servant of the Lord Jesus the Messiah. He was not saying it in pride, but he was stating facts, as we read here in verse 10. And in verse 11 and 12, Paul asks, Do I not love you? In verse 11, Wherefore, because I love you not... Do you think all this I do because I do not love you? I care for you. I love you as a father, as a Abba. I love you, Corinthians. I always did. But you turn against me. In verse 12, Paul, he said he wanted the the false apostles to stop to seek glory for themselves. And he said, but what I do, that I will do that I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion, that wherein they glory, they may be found even as we. In other words, those that were there, that were false teachers, false apostles, they were in the midst of the Corinthians. He says, this what I will do. I want to stop the occasion that these individuals in your midst take for themselves to proud themselves, to glory themselves, and they need to have the right attitude of humility. They need to change their way or to be completely set aside and stop to influence the believers that are at Corinth. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, 
In verses 1 to 6 and 13 to 15, Paul presents himself as a Abba, as a father of the Corinthians, who has godly jealousy over the believers at Corinth. Secondly, in verses 7 to 12, the Apostle Paul presents himself as an Abba, as a father to the Corinthians that shows gentleness in the care for the Corinthians, for the believers of the assembly at Corinth. That is his appeal here in this 11th chapter of 2 Corinthians. Now, thirdly and finally, in the second half of this 11th chapter, this all second half from verse 16 to 33, Paul presents himself as a father that has an anxiety for the assembly of the believers at Corinth. You know, any father, any Abba, has a care for his children. And he cares for them. You remember the the passage that we read in the Gospel of Luke of the prodigal son that came to his father and said, if you remember, beloved brothers and sisters, he came unto his father as the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, presented this interesting parable and how he came to his father and, and he said to his father, remember, and I just want to read the text for us, just for our benefit, uh, when the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, presented the fact uh, that He, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all the three persons of the Godhead were involved in the salvation of mankind, of lost sheep. And so as He speaks this parable in Luke chapter 15, the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, presents First of all, the Son as a shepherd. Secondly, the Holy Spirit as the woman that lost a coin and eventually found it. But thirdly, he presenting himself now as a God the Father, he presenting him as a father that have two sons. The youngest said to the father, Give me the portion of good that befalleth unto me. And so the father gave him. He divided the goods unto his two sons. And then the youngest son went away, wasted everything. But what do you think the father did? The father, although we don't read that, but he was waiting eagerly for the coming of his son. And when his son came to his wit's end, when he came unto himself and he returned home and underway, his father ran unto him. And he kissed him. And he embraced him. It says, He arose and he came unto his father. And when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and he had compassion. And he ran and he fell on his neck and he kissed him. Luke 15 and verse 20. And before the son even had something to say, the father said to his servant, Bring forth the best robe, put it on him. And put a ring on him, on his hand, and, and shoes on his feet, and kill the fattest calf. And let us be merry, let us eat and be merry, for this my son was dead and he's alive again. He was lost and he's now found. They began to be merry. There was a celebration. And you can just imagine in the Jewish circles in days of old, what a celebration of when the son came back home. Well, here. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, you can see that the anxiety of Paul as a father towards the local assembly in Corinth is presented here from verse 16 to 33 of 2 Corinthians chapter 11. So notice what we have here. In verse 16 to 22, Paul asks if he can boast a little. And the boasting that he does here is not because he really wanted to boast himself and to exalt himself, but he wanted to show the Corinthian the reality of his love for them and the anxiety of care that he had towards them. Not only that he, as a father, have a godly jealousy towards them, not only that he, as a father, is gentle towards them, 
But he as a father, he has an anxiety towards them because he cares for them. And so we read in verse 16, 17, 18 and onwards. Listen to these beloved brothers and sisters. We read in verse 16. I say again, let no man think me a fool. If otherwise, yet as, as a fool, receive me, that I may boast myself a little. So just, just bear with me. I want to, to boast a little bit, but I'm doing so just to show you what actually I have done for you and for the people of God. And I'm so much caring for the people of God. In verse 17, Paul said, It is not after the Lord's way for me to boast, but I'm just doing so to show you, to teach you a lesson. That which I speak, I speak not after the Lord, but as it were, foolishly. In this confidence of boasting, I'm just foolish in a sense for a moment to show you by boasting what happened in my ministry towards you and to all others that I am called by the Lord to serve. In verse 18, But if a man do glory, I will also go to do so. Seeing that many glory after the flesh, well, I will do so also. For ye suffer fools gladly, seeing ye yourself are wise. In other words, in verse 19, he's saying, the Corinthians already put up with With others who glory, well, just bear with me. Let me show you a few things Paul is presenting before them. Well, and notice in verse 20, 21, and 22, using the word if. Notice we read in verse 20, For ye suffer if you are putting up with. If a man bring you into bondage, you put up with him. Secondly, if a man devour you, you put out with him. Thirdly, if a man take of you, you put up with him. Verse, again, 20, if a man exalt himself, you bear with him. And verse, same verse, 20, if a man smite you on the face, in other words, what really Paul is saying, he said, for you suffer, in other words, you put up with the others. So now put up with me. Verse 20, I'm repeating it. If a man bring you into bondage, if a man devour you, if a man take of you, if a man exalt himself, if a man smite you on the face. Five times using this expression, that you have allowed others to do so when they put you into bondage, when they devour you, when they took from you, when they exalted themselves before you, when they smote you, you bore with them. You suffered to have them doing this to you. And so in verse 21, 22, Paul said, I'm going to speak of my challenges and reproaches. And then in verse 22, he shows and he comparing himself with the others. And so notice what we read in verse 21 and verse 22. I speak as concerning, not boasting, but concerning reproach. As though we had been weak, however, or how bit, uh, wheresoever, any is bold, I speak foolishly, I am bold also, he is saying. In verse 22, are they Hebrews? So am I. Are there Israelis? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Now it is very interesting that in this verse, apparently some of those that were influencing the Corinthians were some Jewish people who were not really serving the Lord. And they came and influenced the believers at Corinth. I'm sure others as well, but he's now comparing himself with those that claim to be Hebrews or Israelis and all the seed of Abraham. Very, very interesting, because he used the word Hebrews, Ivrim, 
Israelis and of the seed of Abraham. Well, he said, are they Hebrews? Well, he said, I am like them. I am also. He was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. Are they Israelis? Of course. He says, I am also an Israeli. Are they of the seed of Abraham? He says, so am I. I am also of the seed of Abraham. Zera Abraham. And now from here on, beloved brothers and sisters, verses 23 to 25, Paul presents his own suffering for the Messiah. Now I want you to notice that in verse 20, the Apostle Paul showed that the Corinthians allowed they bore with those others that brought them to bondage, that devoured them, used them, they took from them, that exalted themselves before the Corinthians, and that even smote them. That's verse 20. But on the other hand, in contrast, in verse 21, Paul says, I speak concerning, not concerning boasting and taking advantage of you, but concerning reproach, shame. Shame that he have experienced for the sake of the Messiah. And so in verses 23, 24, and 25, Paul experienced so much suffering for the name of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. He was devoted, committed to the service of the Lord. He challenged the Corinthians also to be loyal to the Lord and to God and to the gospel. And he showed them here in these verses, as he concludes chapter 11, that he really suffered for the name of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. Here we have one of the lists that are found also in chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians, chapter 6 of 2 Corinthians. Here in chapter 11, we have that list that the Apostle Paul presents before the Corinthians. Listen to this list in verse 23, 24, and verse 25. We read in verse 23, Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. Listen to what Paul is saying. In labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in death often. Verse 24, of the Jews five times receive I forty stripes save one. This is 39 stripes according to Deuteronomy chapter 25 and verses 1 to 3. Then verse 25, the first part. Thrice I was beaten with rod, once I was stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. Notice that the Apostle Paul is presenting before the Corinthians the fact that he experienced suffering and the, the suffering that he had suffered because he had identified with the person of the Lord Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah. So, in verse 23, labors, stripes, prison, danger, even danger of death. Verse 24, he says, I received five times, I received 39 stripes of his own Jewish uh, countrymen. And then verse 25, he says, three times I was beaten with rod. Once I was stoned, three times I, I suffered shipwreck. Imagine, beloved brothers and sisters, night and a day have I been in the deep. So Paul presenting his suffering for the name of the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. And finally, he's concluding this uh, 11th chapter by the last words here in uh, chapter 11, verse 25b to the end of the chapter, to verse 33, the, even the hardship that he had experienced by nature here in, as he was traveling to minister to the people of God. So in verse 25b, of course, he says he suffered shipwreck. And I'm reading this again. I uh, three times suffered shipwreck. 
and a night and a day I have been in the deep. In other words, he had experienced suffering even by nature when there was almost shipwreck because of the storm that he had experienced. And then in verse 26, Paul was in a peril by the heathen and by false brethren. Can you imagine those who claim to be the brethren behave in such a way towards him? Verse 26, in journeying often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, and in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, and in perils among false brethren. Imagine, in perils, he experienced perils by robbers, perils by countrymen, perils by the heathen, and perils by false brethren. This is amazing, the experience of the Apostle Paul. The word for peril is dangers. In Hebrew it says sakanot, various dangers that he has experienced as he served the Lord Jesus the Messiah. In verse 27, Paul continued suffering in weariness and in painfulness, in watching often, in hunger and in thirst, in fasting often, in cold and nakedness. Imagine, beloved brothers and sisters, in verse 28, Paul continues and he says, Beside those things that are without that which come upon me daily, the cares for the churches. You know, Paul, beloved brothers and sisters, cared for the assemblies of God. And when we when you use the word churches, he doesn't speak about building. A church is a composition of true believers, Jewish believers and Gentile believers who compose the churches. And this is important to see as the Apostle Paul cared for the benefit of the assembly. We read in Acts chapter 15 and verse 36, Some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, Let us go again to visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. Let's go and see how they are doing. Are they growing spiritually? Are they maturing? Are they serving the Lord? And here Paul says, Beside all these, I have the care of all the assemblies of the believers. Amazing. Beloved brothers and sisters, Paul identified with all the believers in the Lord Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah. This is an important thing that we learn from the Apostle Shaul Paul. And now, beloved brothers and sisters, just the final verses as we read... In verse 30 onward, Paul said, If there is a need to boast, he says, I will boast in my infirmity. Paul did not want to boast in anything else except in the Lord. And so notice what he does at the last verses. Verses 30 to 33, in these final verses, he said, If I must need to glory, I will glory of the things which concern mine infirmities. I'm not going to boast in something, my strength even. I will boast in my infirmities. And so in verse 31, Paul proclaimed that God knows that he does not lie. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forever, knoweth that I lie not. He knew very well that whatever he said, he said, as it is the truth in Yeshua, in Jesus, and that God the Father knows that whatever he said, he was speaking the truth to the Corinthians. He cared for them. He loved them. Beloved brothers and sisters, in the final two verses, verses 32 and 33, Paul said, In Damascus, the governor under Aritas, this is King Aritas, the king, kept the city of Damascus with a garrison desirous to apprehend me. Even in Damascus, they wanted to apprehend me, to take me and to kill me, to do me away with me because I was preaching the word. And know that he teaches us something that happened there, that through a window in a basket I was let down. 
by the wall, and I escaped his hand. Even when they sought to destroy me, to kill me, I was somehow was let down by, notice it says here, by the wall, there was a, in a basket, and was let down by the wall, and I escaped through the wall, through the window, from the hand of that uh, king, Aritas. Uh, amazing to see that the governor there, under the king Aritas, that wanted to apprehend the apostle Shaul Paul. This is fascinating to learn this, beloved uh, brothers and sisters. And so, Yes, we are concluding here with this 11th chapter. What did we learn from this 11th chapter? Three things we learn from this 11th chapter, beloved brothers and sisters. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 1 to 33, Paul was led by the Spirit of God to use this image of a father to his sons and daughters. As a spiritual father, Abba Ruchani, spiritual father, who cared for his family, Paul presented to the Corinthians three proofs of his fatherly love for the Corinthians. The first one, verses 1 to 6 and verses 13 to 15, I have godly jealousy towards you, Corinthians. I care for you. As a father, I have a godly jealousy towards you. Secondly, verses 7 to 12, Paul said, I have always shown unto you that I was gentle towards you, believers, at Corinth. And thirdly, as a father who is jealous and gentle towards you, Corinthians, I have an anxiety for you as a Abba, as a father, and I care for you, and I suffered so much for you, for the service of the Lord, and for the care of all the assemblies. And that should have touched the hearts of the Corinthians had they understood what Shaul Paul have done for them, of course, on behalf of the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. Well, beloved brothers and sisters, may the Lord raise in the midst of His own people many, many fathers. And that's why we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, and then verse 14, I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, my beloved sons and daughters, I warn you, for though ye have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. May the Lord help us today and raise in the midst of God's people fathers that will care for the flock, for the sheep, for the people of God. May God use you and I to be vessels of blessing for God's people. Well, God bless you, my dear brothers and sisters. Until the next time, we say to you, Shalom, Shalom.